and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. For most of us, walking is a part of life. Most of us would probably put hundreds if not thousands of steps in every day. Well, walking is used in the scriptures as a metaphor for living. It talks about the process. You know, walking is a process. Several steps uh, help us to proceed toward where we're going. Uh, Walking indicates progress. We're going from point A to point B. In other words, walking involves steps. Steps in the metaphor equals choices and actions that are taken. And so it's a great metaphor for living our lives. Um, On the previous podcast, podcast 243, we saw this metaphor of walking at uh, at work in our lives. It was used uh, 29 times by the Apostle Paul in his letters and an additional 15 times as a metaphor for life in the other parts of the New Testament. And so this obviously is a very important metaphor The walk that we are on right now in this life is so very, very important. So, since we are commanded in Scripture to walk in a God-honoring way, how can we? How can we do that? And the answer is found in summary in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, where it says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Now, if you are honest with yourself as a believer, as a true follower of Jesus Christ, you will have to say that this old flesh rises up, doesn't it? There is a constant tug of the old flesh uh, to, to go off on its own, to do the wrong thing. But the scripture here says that if we walk by the Spirit, we won't carry out the desire of that flesh. Now, what does it mean? Uh, What does it mean to, to walk by the Spirit? And then a second question would be, how do we know that we are walking by the Spirit? And I'd like to look at the scriptures to find the answers to these two questions. And, and, um, the answers are absolutely there. Now, I I want to take a a moment to bring some context to this business of walking by the Spirit, and and I want to try to help us understand what the Scripture teaches about the Holy Spirit in relationship to believers, because there is a lot of confusion out there about the Holy Spirit and how we relate to Him. Could I just say a couple of things that are very clear in Scriptures? The first one is this. We receive the Holy Spirit at the moment of our salvation, at the moment of our conversion, at the moment that we turn uh, by the grace of God to believe in, to trust in uh, Jesus Christ as our Savior and as our Lord. At that very moment, we receive the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 is very clear about that. It says, however, you're not in the flesh but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. You can't get any more clear than that. At the moment of conversion, we receive the Holy Spirit. And then a second thing is, we are baptized 
Let me say that again. We are baptized by the Holy Spirit at conversion. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 tells us that very clearly when it says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. So, Again, all means all, and it says, by that one Spirit, the Holy Spirit, we were baptized into the body of Christ. What does that mean? It means that at our at the moment of conversion, we are identified with, we are placed into the body of Jesus Christ. We are made a part of the church, capital C, of Jesus Christ at salvation. And so, um, there is no uh, seeking for the Holy Spirit after we're saved. There is no receiving the Holy Spirit at some point later after we're converted, after we're saved. There is no uh, second baptism of the Holy Spirit after we're saved. There is, there's confusion because there is a misunderstanding and a misinterpretation of passages in, in the book of Acts where uh, the promised coming of the Holy Spirit for the first time uh, it happens there in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost and uh, subsequently at a couple of different times to to different uh, people groups. So primarily to the Jews on the day of Pentecost, later on to the Samaritans and to the Gentiles. And it was um, the, the coming of the Holy Spirit was uh, signified by supernatural signs, the sign of speaking in other languages not known to those people at that time. Now, that may be getting a little bit into the deep weeds, but I want you to understand this matter of what the Scripture teaches about the Holy Spirit. So, to summarize and to put into context what I'm about to teach, we all have the Holy Spirit, all of us that are true believers, and we've all been baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Jesus Christ. So, that takes care of the indwelling of the Spirit, Him dwelling in us, and us having Him, and it takes care of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But now, what does it mean to walk by the Spirit? And I would start by saying there are other compatible phrases that, that, that are used interchangeably in the New Testament uh, with walking by the Spirit. One of them is found in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, where the Scriptures talk about being led by the Spirit. It says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so, to walk by the Spirit is to be led by the Spirit. But also, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, we are told not to be drunk or under the influence of wine or alcoholic beverages, but to be filled with the Spirit. And so, uh, walking by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit are all the same thing. Um, you know, when you're filled with, with uh, alcoholic beverages, you're under the influence of. You're directed. You do things that you wouldn't normally do. You think and say things you wouldn't normally say when you are under the influence of alcohol. Well, when you're under the influence, when you're filled with, when you're led by, when you're walking by the Spirit, you will do things and say things that you wouldn't in the flesh do. 
And and so I hope you understand that. So what does it mean by, to walk by the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit? Well, number one, it means to rely on His power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus promised that they would receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon them and they would be witnesses for Him. And so <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 3 Verse 16, this is just such a great verse. Uh, the Apostle Paul is praying, and in verse 16, he prays that he, uh, God, would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through His Holy Spirit in the inner man. So, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, relying on the power of the One who lives in us, not our own power, but the power of the Holy Spirit, He empowers us to do what God calls us to do. So, to walk by the Spirit is to rely on His power. But secondly, to walk by the Spirit is to be, is to be directed by Him through the Word of God. To be directed by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. John chapter Chapter 14, verse 26 says this, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. And then chapter 16 Verse 13 says, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will disclose to you what is to come. And so, uh, to walk by the Spirit is to be directed, to be guided by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. And then to, to walk by the Spirit is to obey that Word of God, to obey it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse, verse 1 says this, Therefore I, the prisoner of Christ, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. What, what, what he's leading to is this. Right after Paul prays this great prayer that they would be strengthened in the inner man with the power of the Holy Spirit, he says, uh, as you're strengthened, you want to walk that way and to do certain things. Uh, so, so walking by the Spirit involves the activity, the actions of obeying what God has given us. You know, in the flesh, in the flesh, we cannot on an ongoing basis obey the Word of God. We just can't do it on our own. We'll fall, we'll fail, we'll trip up every time. But when we are relying on the power, the grace, the empowering of the Holy Spirit, when we realize that He can live that life in us and through us, and we yield to Him, and, and we take that step of obedience, God helps us to walk by the Spirit, to live a life of obedience. That's what walking by the Spirit is. It is living a life of obedience as we rely on His powers. We are directed in the Word of God. You see, walking by the Spirit is not some kind of, of uh, you, you know, I, I get these thoughts throwing in my head that are outside of the Word of God. I get some kind of a vision. Um, we, we, mis, we misinterpret and misunderstand the Word of God. Look, I, I don't need any extra truth. 
I've got my hands full just obeying the truth that is in the Word of God. And so the Holy Spirit can teach us that truth, not only in our heads, but in our hearts, so that it works out through our hands and our feet and our mouth, and that we actually practically live out those those things that God has given us in, in the Word of God. And, and there's plenty there in the Word of God to obey, and God empowers us to do it. So, how do we know then that we're walking by the Spirit? Well, the results are in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 24. On the negative side, when we're walking by the Spirit, we will not practice the deeds of the flesh. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but immorality, impurity, and so on. There are so many things, anger and and factions where we're dividing and envy and drunkenness, and we won't practice those things. That doesn't mean that we never fail, that we never slip up, uh, that we never sin. Obviously, that happens. But to live in a practice of those things means that we're not walking by the Spirit. But on the positive side, in verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And so we know that we are walking by the Spirit when the fruit of the Spirit is being manifest in our life, when we are walking in in love when we have joy, when we're manifesting patience and kindness and goodness and so on. And so I encourage you to go to Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 24 and read that again and let the Spirit of God speak to your heart about what it means to walk by the Spirit and what it means to manifest true evidence of walking by the Spirit. I hope this has been helpful to you today. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.